welcome to the Fantasy Rewind Podcast. I'm your co-host, Dylan Stoll, and as always, I'm joined by my friend Mike. Hey! So today, we are going to be doing some parting shots at Wheel of Time here, doing something that's a little bit of fun, talking about the Forsaken and their ranks as far as like where I think they are from weakest to strongest, and comparing that to where Mike found... <laughs> Uh, yes, the Screen Rant article on the Forsaken ranked weakest to strongest. So we're going to see how D- Dylan differs. I did not make my own list, but I will give my opinions because I felt like this sort of swayed my perspective a little bit on some of the Forsaken. But so we're going to get into all of that stuff. But before we do, we're going to talk about our typical reminders here. If you want to get in contact with the show, you can send us an email, which is fantasyrewindpod at gmail.com. We're also on X and Instagram, which is at Fantasy Rewind Pod or just fantasy, at Fantasy Rewind on X. All right, without farther delay, let's dive into this Rewind ranking episode. Fantasy Rewind. All right, Dylan. So before we get into the ranking, just a real quick touchback to, well, one, congratulate, <laughs> uh, you had some news. Yeah, yeah, so the reason to. I was not on the last episode is because I was uh, attending the birth of my first son. So we got some uh, awesome news there. Mom and baby are all healthy and everyone's doing well, so that's going good. Of course, I got to throw a little bit of fantasy in there, sprinkling in some uh, some magic to, to the naming element there. Didn't get the first name, but I got to choose the middle name. And uh, so that was fun. Um, but I, uh, I'm excited to, I was excited to check it out because since I was bored in, and in a hospital, I, was, I listened to the episode, of course. And so I got to hear you talk about Percy Jackson. I got to hear you talk about Avatar The Last Airbender. All that good stuff there. So um, just talking about like my two cents with those things really fast. Percy Jackson, it looks very interesting, very different like, feel-wise for me, from the movies that came out, which is my only exposure to Percy Jackson. And for that, Mike just makes a quick cross and throws Garbage. up in his mouth a little bit. <laughs> Garbage. But, yeah, so I think it Blech. looks very yeah. interesting. It does look a lot more, like, kid-centered. However, there's nothing wrong with that, because that's kind of what the source material mm-hmm. is, from my understanding as well. And so I'm excited to, like, check that out, yeah. see how that goes. The special effects and everything like that look great. Disney Plus, you know, has done a fantastic job, in my opinion, with a lot of the Marvel stuff. So I'm I'm excited to see how this works out. Fingers crossed here. Now, the surprise for me is how much I'm excited about Avatar Last Airbender. Mm. Because now, never. Dylan, have you ever so that's what watched I was gonna say. <laughs> okay, so I highly recommend you watch so, it. Yeah, One, it um, is so fantastic. Netflix is out here but, coming in uh, strong with the live-action anime adaptations with One Piece, which we're going to talk about still at some point um, here, <laughs> probably mm-hmm. next. But, uh, I spoiler, I love it. Um, talking about how that inspired <laughs> me to go back and watch the anime, because I'd never done that before either. I'm getting so pumped about watching these new trailers for Avatar Last Airbender. It just has me so excited for the show. It looks fantastic, and it really makes me wish that Wheel of Time was being done on Netflix. <laughs> but uh, with all that being said, I'm so pumped to talk about it. Gonna definitely watch that when it comes out in February. Very excited for it. Mm-hmm. 
I couldn't agree more. I am. That definitely. is one show we will definitely cover here. I mean, it's I know it's anime, but fantasy, it is totally fantasy. Just with an anime through, covering with it. So great. Exactly. So now let's get into Wheel of Time, the Forsaken rankings. Why don't you do your ranking, and then I'll tell you what the corresponding one is from Screen Rant, starting Lucky at number spot 13. number thirteen. And just talk, tell us really quickly your yeah. So process with this I'm coming right out the gate with Balthamel because for me, this dude shows up book one as a bag of bones, gets killed mm. by an inexperienced Rand <laughs> with, by, with no problem at all. Comes back as Arangar, and I mean, shows a little bit more finesse and has a little bit more like time in the sun as Arangar. However, I just feel like Balthamel was never anything really important. <laughs> he was just kind of like a flash in the pan Forsaken that was being able to be overcome by a very inexperienced Randall Thor. And so for me, that's why I ranked him at the bottom. That I agree with you there. Uh, Screen Rant at number 13 has Mogadine. As she is one of the weakest in the power. Um, and But she makes up for her weakness in the power with her abilities and Tel- Yeah, so around. I will... So that I'll, was kind of where they put when I get to her. Mogadine. And she's not in the very bottom. She's close, though. <laughs> okay, well then. Number let's 12 hop to number for 12, me then. is Masana. And why I'm saying Masana here is because I feel like, again, she was this very, like, niche flash-in-the-pan Forsaken that was a little bit more powerful and everything. However, I'm putting her in the bottom because of her aversion to action. (laughs) She was so kind of, like, in the shadows, Mm. hiding and biding her time in the White Tower, not really doing much as far as, like, fighting goes. And correct me if I'm wrong, Mike, but isn't she the one that Perrin catches the Balefire from? Yeah. Uh, Messina? And he's like, it's just a weave. I don't quite remember. I can't remember if that's her or not. But, uh. Oh, yeah. Either way, like, Egwene was able to make quick work of Masana, and so I I don't really view her as Mm -hmm. much of a threat. And so that's why, again, I have her at number 12. Interesting. So I'm going to tell you right off the bat here, pretty much Screen Rant put almost all the female Forsaken right at the end. Because in terms of the power, which is how I think they really went with their rankings, they're all weaker than the male men. Uh, but number 12, mm. they have uh, Grandel. Grandel. And their thing is just that, again, she lacks raw channeling ability. Uh, she's far from the most powerful. and But she is pretty good with combative weaves. Yeah, and she has an Angriel that helps her. All right. So up to number 11, right? This is where I have Mogadine. Mm-hmm. So I have Mogadine down here mm. because she's not at the very bottom, in my opinion, since she has the mastery of Talaran Riyadh and everything like we talked about. And I actually value that because mm-hmm. when you talk about, yeah, you talk about oh, characters like Perrin that are able to do silly things to other people just based on their strength in the dream world. And so Mogadine has that going for her. Why mm-hmm. I put her at the bottom is because she was able to be beaten one-on-one by Nynaeve. And so Nynaeve kicking her butt, making her yeah. her pet, that's why I put Mogadine down low. 
Now, it did pretty much take yes. almost everything from Nynaeve to beat her and all that, but I agree. And I would also put an underrated thing for Grendel is Mogadine? her manipulation, like her plans on plans. Mogadine, yeah. sorry, yes. Right. Is her plans on plans, right? And I think that's a really big strength for her. She did let others kind of go to the forefront, and while that might not be seen as strong strength, like up in the front paladin, like she's manipulative. And yeah, so the way that I'm looking at this list done. here that I have is I'm valuing strength as not just pure brawn, but also like the ability to manipulate mm-hmm. others, the ability to use the dream world, the ability to kind of like just influence the world around you. Um, but that's where. Oh yeah, and I think yeah. that's the way to interpret strength, and right. especially and that's in the where first I seconds. have Mogadine not at the bottom, but uh, like case. again close to it, but a little low. Now I agree with you and your placement of her because. I would, even in this list here, you know, they talked about how she was the weakest in the power, but like all the, her other things that she was good at. And then at number 11, yeah. they have Messina. So, you know, <laughs> and they don't really have that much, that many nice things to say about her. She has a little bit more luck with the power uh, or a little bit more power, if you will than the other two but at the same time she doesn't really make up for it in any the other, other thing way. i'm keeping in so, mind too is that you have these characters that are they're evil right they are going they're joining the dark for one reason or another but one of the things they have going for them is that the mm-hmm. dark one can give them more power so even though mogadine might not mm-hmm. be the most powerful and raw channeling ability the dark one could give her true power access if he wanted yeah. to and so like I'm not viewing mm-hmm. that as necessarily like the end all be all for raw channeling ability. Like I said, it's more to it in my mind than just the brawn. That's a good idea. Number oh, 10 good. for me is right, Asmodean. And so I, I put Asmodean Ooh, here yeah. because he is the other bard that we were introduced to really in this, uh, this adventure here. Uh, he is still like demonstrated to be like a little powerful, and Rand does have some help with Lanfear, um, or help from Lanfear in taking Asmodian out. But he is mm. made into like Rand's teacher, in into like a little pet for the Dragon Reborn, as opposed to being like this actual threat that he has to dispose of and get rid of. So I think Asmodian, you know, he he wasn't really super like aggressive except for that one instance, and then he was kind of like. Yeah, when he was getting greedy. Yeah, when he was greedy. And so I kind of see him as being a weaker member of the Forsaken. Yeah. So at number 10 for their list, they have Samarag. And they said that, you know, she is probably one of, if not more powerful than Lanfear, at least behind her in the power. And she also comes with a complete knowledge of the human body and torture techniques. Yeah. Because of her past as a healer. And I think that's those are some really good things, yeah. But I would put her ahead of Asmodian too. So I agree with you there. All number, right, number nine, nine for me, I have Bilal. And so for me, I I mm. put Bilal this low strictly because, again, he's kind of like a one-off villain and not really seen throughout the rest yeah. of the series. I mean, he comes in in The Dragon Reborn, if I'm not mistaken, book three, where... Like, after he fights, after Rand yes. fights and beats a Shamael in the sky, he's the one that's, like, hanging out around Kalimdor and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But, yeah, he takes care of him yeah, pretty quickly. So, like, quickly. I was like, okay, 
I get that you are a little bit more powerful in my eyes than Osmodian, but you're still pretty low. And I'm I'm putting mm. some respect on Grendel and Samurag here, I guess, with my rankings of them, which we'll get to eventually. But I put Bilal next. Yeah, and I wouldn't wouldn't disagree with that. So you're thinking of the whole story as well, not just their strength. And again, you had mentioned that. So for number uh, their number nine, they put Land Fear again because. Female channelers weaker than the male channelers, which we really haven't necessarily seen so much in. Not yet, the but I will say yet, in the show we're talking about Lanfear quaking in her boots with Mogadine. So we'll see how strong she actually is. Yeah, in the books. I know. Or sorry, in the show. Now, now I will say that at number eight they okay. have Balal, and they say he's the weakest male forsaken in terms of the one power. Um, and his access to the one power is the lowest in comparison to the other male f- compare, uh, male forsaken. Plus, uh, compared to the female forsaken, he's lacking in special abilities or skills. Um, <laughs> is, and also his jealousy. He's super jealous. So like, they're just basically given all the negatives, but again, I would almost say like he should be behind Lanfear and right. Samurai. Like, to me, having right? those special like, abilities uh, is what makes you more powerful. Not just again, the brawn that we've talked about here. Correct. Yeah. So your your guys' lists are similar in sort of like placement of like the female and male characters so far as I'm looking at this list a little bit, but just where you have them in the overall. Well, we'll see. It's going to get a little different here, I have a feeling, uh, coming up. <laughs> number eight, Grendel. Okay. Well, <laughs> and eight. so for me, this comes down mm. to just how proficient Grendel made herself in her like glamoring um ensnarement spells that she did with folks where she could like melt the an opponent's mind and make them her servants and how she did that very efficiently to many characters throughout the series um she was never somebody that was like super like confrontational like direct confrontational bit there always kind of hiding and she lasted longer in the series than i thought she would but just how skilled she was with like that um basically cruciatus curse harry potter spell that she did with these people yeah is why i put her where i did the compulsion and all that yeah i I don't disagree at all with that all right number seven you want to go again and then i'll get back to screen because they're number okay their number eight (laughs) was yeah so next up for me i have agnor and i put agnor here because, like Bathamel, he doesn't really do much in the series. However, I added a little bit more respect to Aganor's name because he's the one that created the Trollocs. He's the one that created the Merdral. He has such like a big presence that's felt throughout the entire series, even if he himself is not having like the direct impact. His work is so important throughout the series based on just those two discoveries or creations alone. So that's where I put Agnor up there with his mind, making him a dangerous person to fight against. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, for number seven, they have Asmodian. And for many of the same reasons you mentioned, you know, he, uh, the only thing they added on there is that his attitude, right? He had no interest really in power. He just focused more on the arts and, yeah, that sort of did keep him from being more powerful. But I, I thought that was interesting that they put him above when he is pretty much altogether considered the weakest right. 
Right. Not I mean, forsaken. I think so. Lanfear could have taken him easily on by herself, and so. Oh yeah. Um. Next mm-hmm. up for me, I have Samurag. And so we talked about Samurag already a little bit based mm. on um, the list that you have there, Mike. But for me, I have her where I do because she is the torturer. She is the name that's feared throughout like all the land. Like If you get captured by any of the Forsaken, it's never good. But if you get captured by Samurag, it's extra not mm. good. You're, you know you're in for some pain Ooh, when you no. are captured by Samurag. And she's also the person who was able to weasel her way in and take out Rand's hand and basically string him up and capture him, um, if I'm not mistaken there. like, And then Avienda had to come in and like save her a little bit. And then, cause yeah, she was the one that was impersonating Tuan as well. So, yeah. Yeah. So yes. just through raw yes. deception, through torturers, skill and reputation – that's where I have Semarag ranked a little higher. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, so at number six, they have Balthamel. And like you had said, you'd brought up some really great points, but the biggest thing they said about him, his biggest strength is his dark mind and how he committed many atrocities uh, before the collapse as a member of the Chosen. All right. As I said, like you, you guys' like, ranking of a lot of these were in some areas close, but like those... Having all the women definitely the did not make just sense didn't to make me. Sense. And I think that's the biggest, biggest thing with these two lists that your list versus theirs, and why I agree with yours more is that put some respect on their name, right? <laughs> I mean, it's not just about the one power channeling ability. If you get messed up in your dreams, or if you have someone take you out um, from behind, like it doesn't matter how raw, much raw strength you have. Number five for so, me, anyway, I have five. Ravine. And so I have Ravin here because mm. of what he was able to accomplish in Andor. Um, and that was pretty much almost take over the country from within, being able to get in and manipulate more gays and gain control of Andor. That was pretty impressive. Even though he did it through more like deceptive means, that still takes some strength. Um, he was also the person that was able to unleash Balefire and kill a lot of folks before Rand killed him with his own bale fire, mm. which undid the killing. A little little time loop there. But I don't know. Yes, but so that's why I have sure Robin we'll that, that high. I thought just like the act of actually successfully taking over a country put him up high. Nice. Yeah, I think that's a great one to put there. Um at the number five spot they put Agnor. Said he's very powerful, uh, but he's very subservient as well, often saying he was afraid of Shamiel and following Shamiel's orders to the letter. So that was number five for them, Aganor. Eh. Number? Number four, Dylan. Now we're, I think this is going to be interesting because I'm excited to see where you placed yes. these, these number final Number four, four really. is Samael. And so I put Samael down Ooh. here at four because he was somebody that was always behind Luce Theron, always behind Demondred, and he was somebody who I thought was still very powerful and very tactical in his own military might, but just not quite as good as those two. And so that's why I have Samael at four. He also did successfully take over a country of Ilion, and so that was another like point mm-hmm. in his favor. 
And I just feel like he kind of got messed up by Mashadar when he was fighting Rand. And uh, and if it wasn't for Mashadar, who knows how that fight would have turned out. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, we have our first similar like similar ranking here. At number four, they put also put Samael. <laughs> so uh, their thought process is pretty much the same as you. Very powerful. Uh, a lot of times he, he's known for like tactics and stuff, but a lot of what they said is that his tactics were obvious and that he often went on the defensive and the other Forsaken didn't always agree with his schemes. So, but yeah, that's fair. All number right, three Dylan, number Lanfear. three. And I think this is kind of uh, mm-hmm. the lowest I could go with Lanfear. And I, I just don't see how I could put her any lower. It's just, she is so skilled at the manipulation, at telling Ren Riyadh, at doing her own thing, and not necessarily taking the path of least resistance. She kind of goes and does what's right for her, and that sometimes means clashing with her quote-unquote allies, or or dark friends and other Forsaken, Mm. and I think that she is very powerful for obvious reasons. Um... The one thing I thought about with her and what made this a little bit harder than I thought was thinking about how she also gets her, like, channeling ability siphoned off when she goes to the world of the Elfin and the el- and the Elfin. And I wasn't quite sure, like, if I should rank her as high because of, like, her previous channeling ability, which is what I ended up going with. Because after she was brought back from that... Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't after count she was brought back her. from that, she obviously was weaker. Uh, but yeah, Lanfear, I feel like just mm-hmm. how important she is and how skilled she is. Maybe not like the most beat you over the head with her power, but she's definitely got talent in a lot of areas, and that's why I ranked her as high as I did. She's honestly probably one of the most well-rounded yeah. outside of Ishamael. All right, well, their number three is Demadrid. And they said that he obviously is one of the most powerful. He had a like raw talent with the one power and a mind for combat. And it was stated that if not for Louis Theron, he would have been the greatest Aes Sedai of the Age of Legends. So they have him at number three. I do agree, though, that Lanfear should have been up yeah, here in the for sure. top three. <clears throat> well, I have Demondred at number two. So... <laughs> and... And I think, he, I mean, just to kind of go off of, their number two is Ravine. Oh, yeah. I would also flip Easily. To me, that's not even a well. debate. Like, mm. I know. I thought this was very fun. Let me just, they said that he, the reason they have Ravine here is that he has almost the same level of power Rand or okay. Shamael. But he never proves himself to be especially important among the Forsaken. And not so much basically saying he has the raw power, he just doesn't use like, it. No. So to me, Dima Andrade, why I have him at number yeah. two, is he was able to, first of all, go into Shara, take over the entire nation, have them worship mm-hmm. him like a god, and then lead them out of their land to go and fight some people they've never even met before. And, like, on top of that, oh, yeah. takes out Loghain... Takes out, um, oh my gosh, what is uh, Elaine's brother there? He cuts off his arm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Oh, he kills Galad. Not Galad. 
um, Gawain. Yeah, kills Galad. Yeah. Uh, Ga- Cuts Gawain. off Gawain's arm. Yeah. And then goes toe-to-toe with Landman Dragoran in a sword fight. And to me, like, holy cow, like, this, this dude is a badass. And he is not to be trifled with. Yeah. Demondred for number two. Mm-hmm. Let's go. I, I can't argue with that at all. I thought he should have been number two. And I, I would agree, too. He beats out. He beats out Lanfear because he yeah. he's not torn like Lanfear is torn, right? So she she does have to kind of get knocked down just a little bit because she does help out Rand and everyone. Like she's doing so much, and she is like I said, probably the most well rounded. See, I was flip flopping yeah. those two for a while. Actually, it was Demondred and Lanfear, and I was like, I just have to put Demondred yeah. higher because of his commitment to going pure evil. So at number one, it seems like you both have the same, which is. Ishamael. Yes, their number two, I already said it was Robin. Okay. Yeah, number one, Ishamael. So two, you guys have the same in two spots with Samael at number four and Ishamael at number so one. So for me, I had to go Ishamael for number one here. And a large part of this is because of what happens once he becomes Moradin. Um, after he dies, basically, mm. uh, the first time and is brought back. And he is brought back as a younger dude who is much more focused, much less insane, and straight up accomplishing mm-hmm. his goals of ending the wheel. And the way that he goes about it, oh yeah, unparalleled in his strength. Obviously, you know, he has this huge fight with Rand at the end of the book, at the end of the book series, and uh, just... It's so evenly matched for this part here that it's crazy. And that if Morden never like showed his face and it was just crazy as Shamael from the first couple of books, I'd have this lower. But because of that clarity oh, yeah. he gains after death, it just it makes him so dangerous and he's so powerful that I couldn't even consider anyone else at number one. It was always a Shamael. Agreed. Now, their explanation is not nearly as good. They basically just say he's the leader of the Forsaken. He's really powerful. Um, so, your explanation, much better. I honestly cannot disagree with number one. And if I were to go between the two lists, I would definitely go towards your list. I think the screen rant, while it ranks via the power, is probably pretty close. I'd still adjust some of theirs, if, even if it's just straight off the power. I think you do need to look at the Forsaken as more than just their power, like their ability with the one power, right? Because they have so many other qualities and that's the whole point of the dark. You know, um, it is very powerful, but at the same time, like there's so much subterfuge, dark yeah. friends. That is their strength being able to be hidden among you, right? Uh, having those sleeper agents, if you will, like, that's such a boon to them. And so I think when you think about the Forsaken and their power, you need to think about the whole of them, not just the ability in magic. And like you said, this list is from Screen Rant. Power. So I do want to give them some grace yes. because I don't think they came up with this list by themselves. What I think they did is pretty much what I did, and that was to go to the Wheel of Time fan wiki and look at the list of Forsaken, just so, like I could remember all their names. But if you go and do that, it has an official, quote-unquote, 
power level associated with every character. And mm, I think that they literally just copy and pasted that information. Now, I don't know what all was considered for that power level. I think it's just the strength and the one power. And to ignore everything else, mm-hmm. as we've emphasized here many times, that's a mistake. You can't ignore Talaran Riyadh. You can't ignore the ability to influence and inspire others. You can't ignore the fear that they they progress they pro yeah project out when you hear their names and everything. And just having these ancillary skills does make them a more competent battler, a more competent foe when using the one power. Because Samarag knows how to heal, she knows how to inflict pain, like to a degree that no one else can, Mm -hmm. even if they are stronger than her in the one power, which in my mind makes her a more fearsome foe. Because I would rather have somebody hit me and kill me in one shot than hit me 50 times in all the areas that would cause me to feel like I died of 50 deaths. So it's one of those things that I I did look at this list and I consciously made the decision of to of not going by straight power level, but by going a little bit deeper. And I think that was the way to go with this. Uh, real quick, I just want to recap by going through number one to 13 of the power ranking. So number one is the Shamael. Number two, Ravine. Uh, Robin. Number three, Demondred. Demondred. Number four, Samael. Number five, Aganor. Number six, Balthamel. Number seven was Asmodine. Number eight, Bilal. And then we have number <laughs> nine, Lanfear. Number 10, Semarag. Number 11, Messina, and number 12, Grandol. Number and then I have number Mogadine. one, Ishamayel, number two, Demondred, number three, Landfear, number four, Samael, number five, Ravine, number six, Semarag, number seven, Aganor, number eight, Grendal, number nine, Bilal, number 10, Asmodian, number 11, Mogadine, number 12, Masana, and number 13, Bothamel. All right, so, I mean, we just gave you guys two different lists there. What list do you align with more? Do you feel like power should be, like, straight brawn, just strength of the one power? Or do you more so agree with me and Mike where you feel like there's more to it than just how hard they can hit you when they use the one power? Let us know. Um, But I think that's going to do it for us for this episode here. So when we come back, we'll be getting a little piratey by going into One Piece, maybe, and uh, (laughs) seeing how that goes. Yeah. But for now, this is going to be two nerds signing off. See ya. See ya.